0: Welcome to another episode of the Preferred Walk-Ons Podcast. This is Michael McGraw, and I'm here with Michael Shutt. Hope everyone out there had a lovely holiday and a Merry Christmas. We got some exciting news to share, as we previewed in the last episode. We are going to be doing, in partnership with the Sabre.com, a live show slash watch party for the uva basketball game against notre dame this coming saturday game is at noon in south bend and we are going to be at devil's backbone in charlottesville the one on the downtown area of charlottesville on main street yeah where you work as an yeah, employee
1: i am employed there uh which i feel like i've tried not to explicitly name where i work but now because you know no free advertising for anybody that's right but now we have a partnership so yeah we'll be at uh, the devil's backbone backyard 1000 west main street in charlottesville Let me go ahead and get to the first question people always ask which is
0: how tall are you in person (laughs) very yeah you are pretty tall
1: uh no uh where to park where to park so because we're in downtown charlottesville for this thing and we assume you know all of our loyal listeners are going to come join us and watch this game with us. Lots of options. Street parking. You can park at the Amtrak train station. Get a little walk in. Be nice.
0: I feel like there's going to be a lot more parking along Main Street because the students are still yeah. not going to be there. Yeah. So And it'll be Lots a Saturday, too. So parking along the uh, streets.
1: There's retail spots in the parking garage for the Flats apartment building, which is right by the Hampton Inn. Super, super close to uh, Devil's Backbone. Look, it's worth it. Find find a spot somewhere. Come hang out with us. Uh, Chris will be there from the Sabre.
0: That's right. Editor, owner, in chief, Chris Wright will be there with us. We are going to watch the game. We'll have some you know, meet and greet during the game itself. Walk around. We may uh, do some chatting about the game, in-game adjustments or things like that. And then following the game, uh, we will kind of break down what we saw and what to... Look forward to for the rest of the season, providing our basketball IQ. Well, really, Chris's basketball IQ. We'll ask him questions. I mean, I do feel like we know things about basketball. We all coach together, and
1: I hope we do, man. But
0: this will be a good chance to meet Chris, hear his perspective on things. You know, right after a game is played, hear how he thinks about basketball. So, if you're a Saber listener or reader and you live in the Charlottesville or general central Virginia area, be a lot of fun, but also just fun to like sit there uh, with your community and watch games, maybe get a sandwich or a beer and hang
1: out. Yeah. Come hang out. Um, You know, we'll, we'll float around and talk during the game. You'll have a chance to submit questions. And we're going to do the, the plan right now is to do a live post game show, three of us and kind of talk and, and take questions. Sure. We'll talk about the game, talk about basketball, talk about, kind of whatever you want um we'll have a plan uh an outline but you know whoever shows up it'll be kind of an exclusive thing for you we're not going to record and release something this is going to be for you guys coming out so if hanging out with us is not enough of a sell we've got some specials running at devil's backbone this is true for every virginia basketball game every pint of draft beer is just four dollars and fifty cents from an hour before tip-off to an hour after the game's conclusion that's a pretty good deal as somebody who drinks beer at establishments all over this fine city you're not going to find a whole lot of four dollar four fifty beers no uh so if nothing else i think nothing drinkable
0: at least i mean it might be one of those like this one's been warmed by a radiator (laughs) this is a miller
1: light from 2013 yeah uh yeah none of that none of that we don't we don't do that we've got some good stuff uh got some new things on tap and then if you're wearing uh uva gear Uh, your food is 10% off, Mm. again, for that hour and uh, before and after the game and all during the game, obviously. Uh, And then if UVA wins, all uh, Devil's Backbone merchandise is 25% off. Wow.
0: Yeah. And there'll be a pretty good chance that they're going to win. I mean, I don't like to count chickens before they hatch, but Notre Dame is not great. They're not the best team that UVA will face this year. So
1: So that should be – a good chance to get some cool merch for 25% off. So normally we open up at noon on Saturday, but this Saturday we are opening an hour early. So we will be there uh, at 11 o'clock ready to roll. So that hour before the game, you can go ahead and start start getting some beers. We got all your Devil's Backbone favorites, plus some new stuff that you probably haven't tried because we only have it at our tap room. So come and hang out. It'll be a lot of fun. We're really like, that's the whole goal is we just want to, Uh, enjoy watching this game together get a chance to meet some people you know if if you've been listening to the show and you're like who are these fellas well we'll be there get a chance to make me pour you a beer and you know ask McGraw some questions about I don't know all the things he loves about Virginia basketball and why he's always so happy
0: right I mean or you know you could accost me about my Sabre Betrix picks during the year you could be like hey I bet my life savings on Iowa that one time that you were all about them and they lost and what uh, what's the deal with that? You could ask those kind of questions. If you have any questions beforehand that you want us to talk about, you can uh, write into the show at preferredwalkons at yahoo.com or ping us on social media with some questions. And again, they could be anything. They could be life questions. They could be questions for Chris. They could be like what Chris does in his spare time. We'll be glad to talk about that. We have we i have too intel. would love to know well no nah, i feel like we have i know, sense. I know. Yeah. but uh yeah so any anything that you want it'll be fun so again saturday devil's backbone in charlottesville uh come as early as 11 stay till like two thirty, uh or stay all day if you want to they yeah. got really good deviled eggs i want to know my question to you is like what is the amount of deviled eggs i can eat that won't be disgusting Listen, man. There's no I feel judgment. Like at in the least backyard. twelve.
1: Yeah, you for sure. You could absolutely do that. Nobody's going to judge you. Honestly, here's my thing about that. Nobody's paying attention to how many double eggs you eat. So,
0: I w- they might at, at a certain point. point at we'd a be certain like, point, be like, be like, uh, like, that guy on. is Really, housing a lot.
1: And I will say one thing. I forgot to to throw in there. a Little promo from Chris's side of things. He's got something special for friends of the saber membership tier people mm-hmm. so if you are officially a friend of the saber uh you're a member there will be something for you uh which is great i don't know if i'm at liberty to tell you what it is no but there is something special that you will enjoy uh that chris will have for you so this will be a blast and you know i think one of the important things here is we're trying to build a a long-term partnership here and so you know if you want to more fun things from the saber and like and us and devil's backbone like all this this all of this works together right so come on out and join us make this thing a success and we can keep doing fun stuff like this
0: cool excited I'm, about I'm it pumped yeah should be a lot of fun one thing that we wanted to talk about that's a lot less fun than that pivoting hard to the right is florida state boo So uh, you got to come celebrate at Devil's Backbone while the ACC still exists. Yeah. Because Florida State is bringing out the lawyers. Try to stop this thing from happening. Florida State on Friday of last week brought together everybody right before Christmas and uh, their whole board of regents and trustees and had a vote and unanimously decided that they were angry at the ACC and thought that they should be let out of their contract and the grant of rights. In their statement about it, they filed a 38-page lawsuit saying that they were given a very bad deal and that they were going to have to pay upwards of $572 million to leave the ACC, which includes the $429 million of media rights through 2036. When the ACC contract with the ESPN expires, $13 million in broadcast fees and then the exit fee itself of $130 million, which is three times the league's total operating budget. So Florida State's not happy. They're not happy with being left out of the college football playoff. How much do we want to give them credit for being right generally that the ACC does have kind of an unfair grant of rights deal? And how much do we want to just say they're being whiny little brats about this? Look, it's mostly the
1: second one, and here's why. You signed it. It's a contract. Like, yeah, but
0: now you... they don't like the parts of the contract. So sure. Be let, let me out.
1: So I saw this the other day, and this is my favorite take on the whole thing. You want to file a lawsuit. Fantastic. You know who you should be suing? Your former school president, John Thrasher, and your former AD, Stan Wilcox. They're the ones who signed this thing. If you're upset about it, you think it's unfair to your school, hold them
0: accountable. But Well, they had pressure, though. Like, what were they going to do, leave the ACC then at that point? Like, it's not fully – it's, like, kind of what was offered to them.
1: That's fine, but you don't get to, like, then look back later and say, like, ah, well, that was a bad – you know, like, maybe it was a bad decision. I I don't know. But you don't get to just, like, decide – later on that like I don't like this contract I signed so I actually want out of it I mean like I'm having a hard time with the idea that I'm supposed to feel sorry for an athletic program that clearly entered into this with no long-term vision like they act like this is a foregone conclusion that like Florida State is better than this and Deserves more. If that's true, then that should have been how you viewed it in 2016. But you were too busy hiring Willie Taggart to run your football team into the dirt. So I I just don't feel a lot of sympathy for a program that, quite frankly, has not been all that good since this grant of rights deal was signed. So you had a good year this year, and you feel like now you're entitled to something more than the rest of the ACC. And look, I know this stuff is not actually about on-field success. Based on Nielsen ratings, Florida State has the 10th most watched college sports program in the country. I understand that that's what this is about because there are uh, no other ACC teams in the top 20. Miami and Duke are in the top 25, just barely. As far Again, as far as those Nielsen ratings go and, and, and viewership. But I don't know, man. Like it, This just feels... We were talking about this like a month or two ago when Florida State started to kind of... It may have been a little bit longer than that, but Florida State was making a stink about this. It felt like it sort of died down a little bit. And then the playoff thing happened, and they're like, oh, we're going to sue now. Like, they're throwing a fit. I'm sorry. Move on. It's embarrassing. I, I think it's embarrassing.
0: I am enjoying the dunking on Florida State part that everybody is doing. And I hear what you're saying. But I want to be careful because I do think that there is something that is generally wrong with the contract. Now, yes, they signed a bad deal. All of the ACC schools did. And our schools are perhaps not that far behind, like Virginia, North Carolina, Clemson, NC State, are watching this very closely because many of them may file lawsuits too if it appears that Florida State's getting any traction out of any of those schools would be thrilled to leave for the Big Ten or the SEC right now if they had the ability to do so. So, like, I get why they want to leave. But you're right that it's a frustrating thing to, like, just, it, it seems like a tantrum. It seems like a tantrum at this part. Like, we didn't get what we want. We didn't get to make the playoff. So now let's just, like, burn all of it to the ground and let everybody know how angry we are. The actual lawsuit itself is objectively hilarious because they just like all these other schools catch strays from florida state talking about other schools so uh, for example in there they just managed to slam stanford and cal by saying quote although stanford and cal are excellent schools with well-deserved outstanding academic reputations they're each lacking in the loan metric that matters in the athletic conference market today namely tier one media football appeal Of the four remaining Pac-12 teams, Oregon State stood alone, having finished the season ranked uh, number 22 in the polls. So they're basically like, hey, you should have gotten Oregon State. Why, Why Cal and Stanford? That was a terrible decision. They also just go on throughout the document to slam SMU. It's great. The number of things that they just say unnecessarily about SMU are wonderful. For example... The additions of Cal, Stanford, and SMU were made over the strenuous objections of Florida State and other ACC member institutions. The ACC also tapped SMU, which has never been a member of a Power 5, soon to be Power 4, conference, and which the Big 12 had been passing on for years. Like, SMU's like, whoa, hold on. Hey, calm down, everybody. Like, you don't have to make this about us. Yeah, like, I see where they're coming from. I get it. I get where they're coming from. But also, like, they're not going to get any traction from this. No,
1: One of the best... Uh, I guess just quick and easy statements on this that I saw. And I don't remember which reporter put it out there, but if this thing could be broken, it would have been broken by now. Like if somebody could break the grant of right, you think other schools haven't had these conversations? That's where it feels like just an annoying temper tantrum to me is like you think you're special. You think that you above all else, like all these other programs, sure, it's also unfair to them probably, but eh, we don't care. We just We think we should be able to break it. And go where, by the way? Because, like, sure, somebody's probably would take Florida State, but there's not a clear, to me, I don't know. To me, there's not a clear fit. The SEC has to be what they're thinking. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the SEC would take them.
0: I mean, you read things. I don't know how reliable they are, but there are people that talk about, like, how attractive these markets are. And even though football is the primary thing, there are other considerations. Conferences like having top academic institutions and so like unc and uva end mm-hmm. up higher up than people think even though uva's football program stinks and i don't know how much uva would be a good fit for either the big 10 or the sec i think they would struggle in football in both mm-hmm. regardless but like the fact that it's like somebody thinks uva is an attractive school despite their football program okay. If football is literally the only thing you bring to the table, which I'm not saying that's Florida State's only thing, but mm-hmm. it is their primary thing that they're trying to get out of the conference no, for. Like yeah. I don't know. Just seems uh seems bad. And look, I mean, like we obviously have a vested
1: interest in this in not wanting Florida State to leave, because as much as I will get on like I said, tenth biggest audience of any college sports program in the country. If they leave the ACC, I think the
0: ACC is pretty well screwed. Because anybody could get out at that point. And right. Then, and one, yeah. well, you
1: have to imagine, like, if they're going to leave, like you said, other schools could get out. And I'm thinking then, if I'm the SEC and Florida State comes knocking on my door, we're like, hey, we can get out of the ACC. You want to take us? I'd say, uh, you bring in Clemson? You bring in Miami? If you're bringing all that, like, if you can get them to come with you, if, if they also want to leave, then sure. Uh, Florida State on their own? Does that move the needle for an SEC that now has Texas and Oklahoma? And let's be honest, there's a logistical part of this too. I know that we think that conferences just want all the programs they can get, but they have to figure out scheduling. Mm-hmm. And the SEC has a ton of big traditional rivalries that they have to preserve because it's part of their brand. So if you throw Florida State into the SEC, now you gotta schedule their game with Florida as part of your conference schedule while also keeping, you know, Florida, Georgia, all those all those games that everybody cares about. And yeah, I mean, look, I will again, I will uh, admit the bias that as an NC State, as uh, just in general, as a fan of the ACC, as a fan of another ACC school, this spells doom for the conference if this works. And that's not a good thing for a lot of people. And I think like I was reading an interesting article the other day about the impact on the Virginia schools on Virginia and Virginia Tech. And look, I know you're rivals, but you got to think about like this is. The thing that has frustrated me about some state fans on Twitter is they're like, "Well, Carolina can go. Who cares?" I'm like, "No, we are tied together. Bad. You need what is good for your rival is generally good for you when it comes to this stuff. And there's a real human impact here. The article I was reading was talking about a little bit about economic impact, and it still happens. I don't think I don't know if other schools have done similar studies, but Virginia Tech did a study a few years back on the economic impact of Virginia Tech football on on the Blacksburg community. And they estimated that the economic impact of Virginia Tech football to be about in today's dollars 80.8 million dollars a year. That's massive. If the ACC crumbles because Florida State throws a fit and manages to find their way out of this thing, just think about that like domino effect on some of these communities. Charlottesville will be hit hard too. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just think that there's things there that matter I'm not saying that like Florida State should has to make some big sacrifice to stay I I, mean, I think they're fine I understand that the deal is not great I understand the ACC is lagging behind in revenue I understand all of that but at the same time like again you're gonna tell me you want to go be in the a- SEC when we're less than a week away from watching them I'll just go ahead and predict it now getting boat raced by Georgia they're gonna lose by 30 in that game
0: well, at least Tate Rademacher is going to... Be- oh, wait. No, I'm being told he's sitting out as Nobody's well. playing Back in that the game. the third string. The, the,
1: the, their own players don't want to play for him I mean, that's oversimplifying it because right. I'm mad at them. But, like, <laughs> it's just... It's a ridiculous
0: thing to me. There is, like, one part of me, though, that does think, like... You know, when it's... Uh, you hear these stories about artists who have signed a bad deal and they don't know that they've signed a bad deal and then they don't have access to their music for mm-hmm. years yeah. and years. And it's like, there is a part of me that's like, this is kind of what it is. And like, if there was a way to make the conference better and get more money, which they tried to do, you know, in bits and pieces ahead of the season, you know, bring in the CW and try to have like a different revenue sharing model teams. They brought in, they're not giving them like SMU's not getting any money for like the first several years from the uh, television deals. So like they did try to appease Florida state and Clemson at the beginning of the year. But it's just funny now that, like, they're just like, no. We went 13-0 and and did not make it. We deserve to be in the college football playoff. And we wanted Oregon State. You got Cal. That's not what we wanted.
1: <laughs> Let's zoom out a little bit. So, Florida State, you're upset about the ACC lagging behind in revenue. You want to have the uncomfortable conversation as to why? It's because 20 years ago, when Miami came to the ACC, The vision was that this Florida State-Miami rivalry would be the Ohio State-Michigan, the Alabama-Georgia. in the ACC championship every year. But one in the Atlantic, one in the coastal. This is what it was supposed to be. This was what that narrative was, is that they would carry the conference, both in terms of football competition and in terms of TV revenue. I mean, this was supposed to be it. What have those programs done? Miami has not won the ACC since coming here and Florida State has won the ACC current champions but it's been a almost I guess up until this year it was 2014 was the last time they were in the ACC championship so like what are we doing it's your fault (laughs) that's why the revenue's behind nobody cares about the ACC because you and you try to brand yourself as the elite programs of the conference every year we have this conversation is Miami back is this the year the Knowles break through? I, I don't know, man. It's on you. Like, be reflective instead of throwing a fit.
0: I kind of wish that Florida State could leave and not ruin the conference because you can be punchy all you want when you have this grant of rights deal that's locking you into place. Like, basically, you've got somebody holding you back from getting into a fight. Good luck if you're going to play an SEC schedule like every game. You're going to play Ole Miss and Alabama and Auburn and Not going to go well. Texas every single game. When I was growing up before Florida state joined the ACC, there was a joke that my family used to tell, which was why did the chicken cross the road to join the ACC about Florida state, as opposed to joining the sec, which some people thought they were going to do. They were in a Metro conference for a little while, but they joined the ACC because they wanted to be that dominant team. And it worked out for them in the nineties where they could just win every single game and get into the championship game. And Bobby Bowden, was a great legendary coach and then things got a little bit more complicated and they haven't been as relevant until you know one year with Jameis winston and then this year here and uh yeah good luck i hope i hope it i hope it goes well for you i hope you get what you want i don't i i'm <laughs> i hope
1: honestly there's a part of me again like i i'm with you if there were a way for this to play out without the acc completely falling apart right i would love 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 for them to go get blown out in the SEC Like you said Bobby Bowden knew it in 1990 Supposedly they had an invitation Supposedly they could have they could have gone to either Bobby Bowden directly compared himself to George Foreman And said oh George Foreman Fights all these no names that's what we're going to do <laughs> We're going to go beat all these terrible ACC programs so that we're undefeated And we can get to the championship game Then the ACC got better and what happened to Florida State They didn't I don't know I guess part of me holds that against them But it's also he knew He knew this is the place for you Like, he understood, and yeah, they were dominant in the 90s, but like I said, those other programs started to rise to the challenge, and Florida State did not level up. If Florida State's going to go to the SEC, there's just no way. There's no way they compete. They think that it's going to magically, because then they'll have the same revenue, which means there's not a gap in recruiting budget between them and Florida or whatever. I just don't – I'm sorry. I don't see it. And the Big Ten doesn't want you. You're not an AAU member. You're not academically prestigious enough. That seems to be what they're, you know. I mean, they've bent on that some.
0: By <laughs> <I> taking Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, oh, Matt rules. <laughs> uh, he's hey, he's, he's getting some good Don't recruits. Do Don't do it. Should we talk about that? No. No. Save that for a future episode. A very Shh. Matt Rule-centric episode. Oh, God.
1: Just me vomiting into the microphone.
0: <laughs> You can ask any Matt Rule questions that you want at the live show on Saturday if you want.
1: And I can tell you right now what the answer will be. Expletives. (laughs) we will have to
0: bleep it out. Yeah, I need a live
1: bleeping system. Mm. I guess good luck, Florida State. Can't wait to see how this
0: fizzles out. Anytime there's like a courtroom thing involved, I I feel like what I've read from legal experts on this is that they're just going to be like, Let's see. uh, Is this your signature right here? Uh, F, uh, S, yep. Okay. Uh, Case dismissed.
1: Done. Done. You signed a freaking contract, man. Like, I'm sorry that you're unhappy about it now. You know who I don't envy is Mike Norvell, trying to get his team. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they know they're about to get blasted. They're huge underdogs. All their best players are not playing in this game. And he's, like, literally posting inspirational quotes on Twitter. He's like, you know, The whole world doubts us. There's a lot of distractions, but we're not afraid of anybody, except for that piece of paper that the ACC has at their offices that says that we can't go make money.
0: I did uh, tease Georgia before the tate Rodemacher decision, Mm. and now that line, get it while you can, folks. Oh, it's going up. It's nothing but skyrocketing. It was, uh,
1: because what, it started around 14? 14, yeah. Now it's at like 17 and a half, Mm. and it's only going to keep going because there's more. There's more guys opting out. Like there were some dudes who opted out today. I don't even think they were like big prospects or anything. They're just like, mm, I don't want to do this. They were like in the middle of a rep, and they're just like, you know what?
0: I'm kind of tired. They're watching
1: film, and they're just like, Coach, I don't want to do that. Brock Bowers? No, I don't want to tackle him. You seen that guy? <laughs> it's like film of Georgia playing Vanderbilt, and it's like that's gonna be us. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm out, Coach. Anyway, good luck. I guess. I don't know, man. It, it just it soured me on the whole thing.
0: It's, it's like the least fun part this is like the realignment part that i hate this part like you can get excited about nil you can get excited about transfers but this stuff when it's just like court cases and documents and stuff it's like this isn't fun this is what we want as fans just give us uh acc basketball which you can see this saturday at devil's backbone listening to us on the preferred walk-ons podcast <laughs>